Welcome to Enneagram Plus Yoga, a podcast for the body, heart, and mind. We have with us today Monica Bishop. Monica is a type 8 on the Enneagram. She's talking with us today about emotional regulation for type 1 and type 2 on the Enneagram. We laugh a lot in this interview. It's so fun. Let's just dive right in. And yeah, and we're still in our, our gut triad, yeah. so we've got our eight, our nine, and yeah. now your type, so you're going to lead us on this, yep. the yep. one. So, you know, so I'll give y'all like real life, hot off the press example. So my husband and our son left for Colorado this morning, and it's a happy occasion they're kicking off family vacation they're driving across the country they were going to get to denver they're going to rent a sprinter van they're going to camp all over colorado fun fun whatever it 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 makes me feel very um out of sorts when part of my family leaves i Mm -hmm. i mean with my head i know that it's it's everything is fine i'll see them in a week but it's it, it puts me out of balance so it stresses me out. It's painful for me. All the things. And you know what I did? So I had 30 minutes before I had to get in the car to drive here. I got manic with cleaning. I'm talking cleaning. I am dressed in this beautiful orange dress. I have gold sandals yes. on. But I have 30 minutes to kill. And I am just winding it up even more. Like, oh my gosh, look at this dirty towel laying there. And let me... I cleaned my husband. We have full... Uh, a full finished basement he has a man cave where he, he keeps his tool and his beer fridge or whatever i organized that freaking space yeah and then i'm driving and i'm like you're a psycho freak like yeah. this was this was not a great emotional regulation in action right there so what i think ones tend to do is we wind it up even more we're already so tightly wound and then we just keep you know like Righty tidy, lefty loosey. We just keep turning it to the right. Yeah. Where you need to loosen it up a little bit. You know, and sometimes you can, and sometimes you can't. So that to me is what wants get to. So to become faster, more efficient, more accurate. To, you know, to to, to just outdo them their own selves. I think that's what wants go towards to. And um, to notice it is to be able to fix it. Mm. Yeah, I love that. And then, funny enough, so I'm driving here, and once 10, I think when they're under stress or things not going well, to be, like, irritated and critical, and I'm, like, beating myself up for it. To add to, like, so from I went from the manic cleaner (laughs) to then overly critical and I was like that's not the way to do it either (laughs) yeah I mean I think that's it for the one they have to give themselves and others grace and if they can like have that word grace patience yeah patience yes yeah and just just relax a little bit like let the dirty towel lay there let the things not be perfectly lined in the refrigerator like just just know that that's not really serving what you're thinking it's going to serve. Yeah. Just, yeah. You know, turn it turn the knob to the left for one instead of keep righty tidying <laughs> it up, lefty loosey it. I love that, lefty loosey it. And I love like their needed virtue is peace. Right. And I do think that patience, yeah, and grace and letting go 
our pathways to that peace yeah. and, and, and letting go of the high expectations of yourself and others. And so sometimes, yeah. and I have a one wing, so sometimes yeah. I have to like remind myself, okay, let go of that expectation of your spouse, of yourself, yeah. of whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. any thoughts you have? I mean, what that brought to mind that I've been working on is I'll have this tendency to say, I need a vacation. Or I want to clean this thing. Or I want to do this thing. And so, like, we, we woke up from a nap and I said, we need to clean out the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> well, that came out of left field. And my husband okay. looks at me and he's like, freak, right now? <laughs> and what I'm learning is, I call it touching my nose. I think I need a vacation. I think I need to clean the fridge. I think I need to do these things. Can I touch my nose and bring awareness to what's feeling is really going on here. And what's really going on here is I'm pissed about all the adulting and I need something to feel smooth. Mm -hmm. Or if I'm feeling like I need a vacation, what really needs to happen is I need more rest. And so I'm feeling overwhelmed. And so identifying the emotion, slowing down, touching my nose, and that inner awareness feels like that would be really strong for a one. I love that touching your nose yeah. to kind of it almost takes you to your body yeah. too to tune into it to say like what is this really about like yeah. you said yeah yeah I do this I say I'm having a feeling she's <laughs> <laughs> got her hand on I've her nose, my hand or on my nose. Finger on her nose sorry <laughs> because it's an eight I'm it takes a lot to recognize what the actual feeling is what the actual emotion is I just yeah. want to do something about it so I'm like I'm having a feeling and then I slow down enough and touch my nose and say what is this feeling and then I try to go from there and it seems like that self-awareness what a beautiful example of not being emotionally reactive but being able to identify so you can regulate it in the right way yes one speak in a effective way in an efficient way in a gentle way in a I love that. I love that. So everybody, just put your finger to a nose and just remember that that can be your past pathway to what am I really feeling or what is this really about? All right, so Monica, we were just talking and one of the things I said is that your last name is Bishop and I think that that's like perfect for a type 8 because, you know, in a lot of churches like the Methodist Church, the bishop is the top dog, right? And the eights like want to be the top dog. They want to be in charge. So bishop's a great last name. But then tell me also about the story of you starting your business and what your business's name is and how that also can relate to the type eight. Yeah. So, you know, I've had a couple of last names like a few of us have. And so um, my nickname is Monacan. Monacan. So, like I can, right? Yeah. So, Uh, When I worked in the car business, a couple of my years, I was in an office with all the admin folks, the HR, accounting. There was just no other home for me. Well, I'm really good at tech. Like, that's what I do now. And so it was always like, oh, my email's broken. Oh, I can't get the printer to work. You know, all these issues. And I'm just a can-do kind of person like Cat knows. I'm like, I mean, I'll help anybody. I'm an eight, right? Mm -hmm despite whether or not it's the right thing for me to do or not. And so I'd be like, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. And so one of the girls in the office just started calling me Monacan. And sometimes <laughs> it would come out sarcastic. Monacan, we'll just ask Monacan. And so she said, you know, if you ever leave us, you're going to start your own business. And it's going to be called Monacan. 
And so I did leave and start my, started my own marketing agency in 2019. And honestly, creative names are not my thing. Like yeah. I'm in marketing, but I'm not the creative person. I'm like the implementer, the tech person. And I was like, well, what the hell? Monacan. So um, Monacan Marketing, Monacan LLC. And it's really just that, it's that eight giving spirit and it's learning how to also empower others. So it's yes, we can, but it's also yes, you can. Yes, I can show you how to do those things. So that can do um, has has been really powerful for me. And then going through this whole process of learning myself, it's powerful because before I also didn't know how to set boundaries. Mm-hmm. And so I would over can do, I would forever can do. And learning the balance point, that emotional regularity, that life regularity as an aid of can do, mm-hmm. but you're not going to take advantage of me. This has got to be a team effort. It's a group yeah. effort. And within marketing, I've had clients that are like, no, you just do your thing. I'm going to do my thing. Mm-hmm. And that is not a good client for me. Yes, I'm going to do the heavy lifting, if you hate orange, I'm not going to put your brand colors as orange. But if you leave it up to me, I might make it orange. Mm-hmm. So it's finding that balance of that can-do spirit with that team we can do mm-hmm. and allowing myself to accept their help and expertise in what they're excellent at. Because mm-hmm. as an eight, I want to say, yes, but but Kat, in order to get more clients, you're going to need to do this. Mm-hmm. But if that doesn't fit you from an um, from a energetics, mm-hmm. then that's not gonna work for you. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's a very powerful name for me, and also reminds me of how to create this balance within my business because I I do coach my business coach my clients based on their energetics. Yeah, I love so that. So it's a it's 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 something that's not done very much. Well, and reach out to Monacan if you need somebody to help you with your business. But also, what I love about that is the eights are in what we also call the autonomy triad of the Enneagram. And they're very good at being um, in charge. You know, they do end up having their own businesses or being the CEO because, you know, I can, like you're saying. Um, And yet, they can also empower other people Mm -hmm. to find that personal empowerment but also that I can inside of them to know like what they're good at and that's what I hear is you're helping people to find out you know what is what they're good at allowing them to be who they are and that's really important it's about empowering and eights are really really good at that so yeah we love that you are Monica Bishop and Monica Ann (laughs) it's so great for a type eight Um, But again, we're going to look at now the heart triad and the type two, the three, and the four. This is sometimes called the feeling triad, even called the shame triad, because this tends to be a a type that is looking for attention because of the shame that they feel, this Mm -hmm. feeling of, I'm not good enough. Now, we're looking at the two first, my type, the helper. And the two, I think that when we are emotionally dysregulated, We tend to do it because of image. This is also called the image triad. So we tend to do it in the privacy of our own home. Um, I'm not saying I have gotten dysregulated in the workplace before, but it's more rare because the two wants to be 
known as like the Mother Teresa, like have this like saintly image in the community. So they don't like to get dysregulated in front of others. And that can be about image, but mm -hmm. with their child, with their spouse, with their parent, like the people when they're in the comfort of their own home, mm -hmm. they can, I can go for it. <laughs> so, so we have to, we can be histrionic, we can be dramatic, we can be aggressive. We, we go to the type eight, our era of stress. Mm -hmm. So we become more like an unhealthy eight when we're in that space. So I think that like the more that we have practices, and for me, I have to acknowledge that I have to be careful about doing too much power yoga because it kind of takes me to my type eight. I have to have more vinyasa and yin more regularly. If I'm doing meditation and breathing, I'm less likely to get dysregulated. So I would just recommend for any type twos who know that, yep, that's right, I can get more dysregulated with somebody I'm really comfortable with. Or if you're really comfortable with your boss or colleague, you might get the people who feel safe, type twos, that's who they're more likely to kind of go off the rails with. At least that's my own experience of being a type two. And I really do think that's tied to that saintly image piece where we do want to be seen that way by others. Um, so we have to have practices in our life that help us to kind of regulate our nervous system so that we're calmer. Um, walking helps me as well. Um, so that that's my thoughts on it. What are your thoughts, guys? Well, so I'll tell you, as far as the twos go, I think if I were a prescribing doctor, a two would need to fully turn their focus on themselves and ask themselves a question, how can I baby myself? How yes. can I take care of myself? How can I spoil myself? How, Because only that would bring it back to neutral, I feel. Yes. Because, if, if, because chances are on a good day, two is tapped out because they have given everybody everything else. Mm -hmm. But if you are talking even more stress and emotional dysregulation, the way to get back to that to that neutral spot is literally as you know cliche as it sounds book yourself a massage if you're into that take yourself shopping if you're into that buy yourself a nice lunch if you're into it so whatever it is that self-care looks like to you do that mm -hmm. yeah i think that's right like what do i need is a good yeah. question and then can you help me? Because yeah. twos have a really hard yeah. time asking their partner, yeah. their colleague, their boss for help. They want to do it all. And, yeah. and it just keeps, like, I remember when I worked for an institution, like, I would just take take it all. Like, oh, you need help with this? You need, so asking for help mm -hmm. is, mm -hmm. is really imperative mm -hmm. for a two. Yeah. yeah. Very good recommendations. Yeah, I think that self-care, yeah. that, that's what immediately came to mind too. And that's what I work hard to do. Like yesterday, I was like, okay, I can feel the stress building up. I booked myself a float. Have y'all floated yet? We can talk about that later. Oh. Lucidity yes. float. Oh, so nice. good. Shout out to lucidity. Oh, <laughs> so good. Um, booked myself a, a, a more in-depth, you know, yoga session, a one-on-one -on -one and, mm -hmm. and doing those things. But what it brought to mind too is... Several years ago, I think you even knew me then, I had a family member that was in ICU for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. And that's hard, right? Mm -hmm. There's there's no way to make that not hard. What I decided, I don't know how I was emotionally intelligent enough to do this, is that every day I was going to do something nice to my, for myself. 
And so on the way home from hospital, I would go like by Tuesday morning and smell candles. Mm-hmm. I didn't buy anything mm-hmm. or I would take a bath. And so the goal was every single day, I'm going to do something. Small luxury. Yeah. I mean, teeny tiny. But every day I made a commitment to myself to do something for myself. Because mm-hmm. in those that. spaces, when you're, when you're caring for yeah. someone else, you're, you're going to. Drained. Yeah, you're going to get drained. Okay, so what is a small luxury? I know for you, Tuesday morning, but I want you to give me one more. And Kat, you too, and I'll give one as well, like a small luxury that you really love that just fills your cup. So, you know, I love to tap into my nine. Like, my luxury is, and I'm looking forward to it because my husband and our son are gone, but like sleeping in. Yeah. And then I'm going to have coffee in bed and then maybe even watch some trashy TV while I'm doing it. <laughs> and then I'm going to stay in pajamas, I don't know, maybe all day long yes. and just like like go from the bed to the couch and then just do nothing. Just do nothing is like my medicine. And I usually do take one day a week when I sloth it up mm-hmm. completely. I like, I'm checked out. And then read a book. You know, I love my library. So get, I have a stack of library, read my library books. And then just all of that. Nothing. <laughs> You've got a good list. I love that. <laughs> I love her list. Yes, come on over. Come on over. We'll do it. Wait, what about for you, Monica? I'm an eight. I got to be busy. So for me, it's working in the garden. So I don't have to do any chores in the garden. There's nothing that requires my attention, Mm -hmm. but I choose to go in there. Mm -hmm. Or like last night, I wanted to cook. Mm -hmm. And so I chose to cook. Now, when I got up, everything shifts. But it's it's in the moment allowing myself to say, what does Monica want? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And honoring that. And yeah. honoring where my energetics are from moment to moment, those small things are really important to me. Yeah, and I think I like that you highlighted that that it's going to be different for each moment. Like, there's not like a one one thing you know is going to be always the self care thing that you've got to really ask yourself, what do I need? What do I want? Like, what's going to fill my cup today? Well, I will say, like when we came in here uh, for the interview today. Kat commented on uh, this crocheted doily. (laughs) And uh, I said, I told her, I was like, yeah, I'm just embracing my grandma soul. (laughs) And one of the things that I love to do is antiquing. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I've even mentioned that on the podcast. I'm going to do a shout out to Dirty Janes, which not all of our listeners are in Chattanooga. We have listeners all over, but we do have a lot of local listeners because the podcast is from Chattanooga. So Dirty Janes, Antiques. That's my favorite spot, but I love all the antique stores in town. They're all great. But um, I also, like, I I love estate sales, just things like that, like that. I'm (laughs) cracking up. She's cracking up. My house kind of looks like a grandma's house. Um, but that's just my jam and like, it makes me so happy. Like I literally feel so happy with the moldy antique stores. Nice. <laughs> like you guys know that smell, but sometimes I'm, Dirty Jane's does not have that smell. Just a little shout out to them. They do not, but you know, some of the antique stores do. And like, I love that smell. <laughs> Cat's cracking up. <laughs> but that is self care for me. All right. I think we spent enough on self-care in the two. I love it. Welcome to our meditative moment. Sometimes I read a poem. Other times I offer a meditation. 
And sometimes I just invite you to ponder something that would help you to dig in a little bit more to who you are and why you're here on this earth. And today I want to invite you to consider that question, who am I? And why am I here on this earth? And one way that we can do that is through forming a mission statement. And you could write down in a journal what you think your reason for being is, the why that you are on this earth. And I want to say that I think that often the why is connected to our Enneagram personality. For example, for me, if I had to put into words my mission statement or why I think I'm here on this earth, I would say that one of the reasons is that I'm here to help people know of the grace of God. Now, if you're not a believer in God, that's okay. You might say, receive grace from the universe or from an energy or higher power. But I want to help people receive that grace that is available to them to offer that grace to themselves and to give and extend that to others. So that might be how I would put, this is my why, this is my reason for being this is my mission. It's certainly not the only reason I'm here on this earth, but it is something I want to live out of every day to just receive that grace for myself, to give it to others, um, and to also receive it from something that I think is much bigger than I am. But I want you to think about that for yourself. What is your reason for being. Why are you here on this earth? And it might take some time to really sit with that. Maybe you get a pen and paper out, but I invite you to do that. There is something you have to offer the world. And sometimes I think we can go on our mat and do our practice of breathing and movement to support the why. For example, when I get on my mat, it's an opportunity to just receive so that I can go out and give this grace and teach this grace. And I hope that when you go on your mat, you'll ask yourself that question, why am I here on my yoga mat? So why am I here on my yoga mat? Why am I here on this earth? And often the two are connected. Keep asking these questions. It doesn't stop today. These are lifelong existential questions that we need to keep asking ourselves. And I just wanted to share that that's been an important exercise in my life to keep coming back to the why. Namaste, friends.